We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I was a little bit worried about Barra's camera, but it's looking good. Welcome in. Well, I, I thought my framing was going to be bad. Barra, we knew that you were going to be looking good no matter what. Welcome into the Prediction Esports Backliners podcast, everybody. As usual, Agro and Barracuda. But today we have a very special guest, none other than Tyler <laughs> Meerkat Smite Jensen. Why is everyone, why is everyone laughing, dude? Okay, Meerkat, this is news to you. Um, but I Here's told to I told Barra, yeah, I didn't tell Barra about this at all because I've been looking oh, for a guest to come on the podcast. And um, I, I, I just like... Everyone was like, yeah, I would have, but I heard Barra doesn't like Disney movies, and and now mm-hmm. I just I can't get anyone to come on the podcast anymore. So Meerkat's the only one who said yes. Um, yeah, I don't watch movies. What? Oh. Yeah. Well, that might be worse in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, yeah. That, that is worse. <laughs> what? I'm surrounded by them? Are you? Wait, Meerkat. What well, the, the thing is, oh, I, I actually don't know, genuinely. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. No, be, being like being being raised with my parents, we would never go to like watch movies or anything. And then like my sister, like and my brother both had like we just had this huge like gap of pop culture knowledge. And like when my sister first started dating my now brother in law and her husband, like he would be like, Oh, did you see this movie? And she'd be like, No. Like there's just like a ten year period to like fifteen year period of pop culture there. I just don't I just don't really You don't know, know the last movie you watched. No, seriously, yeah. And, like, I don't even watch movies anymore, like, pretty much ever. You watch TV shows? Not really, either. My parents don't really watch TV, either. So, Bear, yeah. there's no time to watch anything when you're slamming <laughs> ranked cues. <laughs> <laughs> From the day I was born, I was going, hey, yeah, who's in the Steve's queue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve's in queue? Yeah. Cancel okay. it. Wait, okay, what's your favorite okay. show or movie you've ever seen, Meerkat? Okay, you're really, really pushing the boundaries. Okay, so <laughs> most of the time when I watch a TV show, I'm like, this is good, and then I never actually end up finishing it. Um, what? You never, like, binge watch something on Netflix? Like, well, anything? I have, yeah, but a lot of times I just don't. Like, I thought The Office was really funny, but then, like, around, like, season six, I think I was kind of just like... And then... One show that I've watched multiple times that I always <laughs> find really interesting is like House, just because it's like the cheesiest thing ever. I and I just love, love just, I just love like when the whole realization happens and it's just this condescending prick to everyone. And it's like, yes. Do um, you the house? Not really. His, he seems oh. miserable, but. Uh, <laughs> no, he's fine. <laughs> he's happy. I'm good. Favorite movie. God, that is a hard one because I don't even know if the last movie I watched this. <laughs> Um, Honestly, I kind of agree with Mirka. I don't even know if I have a favorite movie. Like, it's not a, no. it a movie that I would like go out of my way to like watch right now. 
I feel like oh um my favorite bad movie because uh, I, I can't give you a genuine answer sure. uh thanks killing you watch that <laughs> that's no nope so haven't it's seen like that this one horrible it's like this horrible horror film about like a turkey that like, goes rogue and like it's just awful but it's so funny it goes and, rogue yeah like it's like a turkey that like Can you find that i just google thanks killing dude thanks and no. it's like so, so like they were gonna like i forget exactly what happened basically there's like a haunted turkey that's right. like killing everybody <laughs> on <course>. thanksgiving <laughs> and it's like the worst like it's like the worst just affected everything ever and like i don't know there's like multiple scenes like one time like the turkey like somehow is like (laughs) (laughs) there was like i forget the exact like quotes but there's like one time where the turkey is just going around killing people it like chops off a dog's balls one time it goes like gobble gobble bitch or motherfucker i forget which one and then what also yeah it's like it's like this horrible animatronic turkey and then like another time, like the turkey like kills a guy, and then <laughs> takes his place having sex with his girlfriend, <laughs> and then what? kills her too. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. What? I would recommend it. Yeah. It's serious. It's really Sounds good. fantastic. Okay, maybe yeah. we just make a new podcast where Meerkat watches movies for the first time and then explains all of them because this is good. this is good. Well, work it's, by you. it's been it's been pretty long since I watched it. Great <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what's up. F Hill 23 in the chat. Well, this is a smite podcast, but you wouldn't know it. I, I, I didn't think that I would end up ruining the whole podcast by asking Meerkat what his favorite movies are, not knowing that he'd never seen a movie. Okay, like his whole genuine life. favorite movie? Um <sighs> Like I don't even know what I've watched, honestly, like a blacked out. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Let's move I'm on. Blackout. I might as well have blacked out. This, this is know. a black hole of. Uh, no, we're not going to have any fans left after this. I feel like we should just keep going down this until it gets ruined, right? We're, like, we're there. We're already there. Yeah, yeah. It's been ruined. Yeah. We, we need to move it on. It took eight minutes. My okay. God. That is actually insane. We have been live for so long already. Oh, my God. Okay. We got to get moving. Right, great job, Agro. Yeah. Great yeah. job by me. My fault, everyone. Apologies here. Uh, let's start. <laughs> let's start with our uh with our movie list king in the middle here meerkat you've uh you've just recently won the scc playoffs in north america um barra i don't even know if you watched any of them because i didn't tell you to (laughs) i didn't know yeah i'm sorry that's fine no it's totally fine you didn't miss much mirk um as i just think that i just thought that you and john could maybe share a moment as far as teammates who have been able to bask in in Baskin's unbelievable glow, yeah, as I was about to say like we can relate. Like, like the as he's just really doing a million damage. What was it? Fifty? He did fifty-one k damage in twenty-nine yeah, well, minutes he, today. He was also new alt thing off CD. Literally yeah. the exact like, second. Actually? Yeah, literally the exact yeah. second his new alt came no, up. In our in our in our games in our games, Baskin was like. He saw how much damage Baronic did on Nuwa the game. Not was it Baronic? No, it was Crimson. Crimson. Yeah, it was Crimson, Crimson. The game before, and he was like, "What? Like, because like Crimson did like 30k and Baskin did like 16k. You know, Crimson was getting dumpster the entire game. Baskin was popping, and you could like kind of tell that Baskin was kind of like, what? And then <laughs> so like the next like? game, the next like, game what? he, the next game he's like, I think there was like a ton of good mid picks up, and then. He was just like, all right, give me Nuwa. And we're like, we'd, we'd practiced it before, so we're like, whatever. But I'm pretty sure he just wanted, I think he saw how much damage Crimson did. And he just wanted to one-up. Yeah, there was one point so, where you guys, like, he was, he was playing normally. Then you guys went up, like, 3 or 4K. Yeah, and he just started all together. And he just started insting on cooldown. And when, and when he, when he the, first, the first time he ulted, like, on CD... He was just he he started calling enemies spotted in the BGS. <laughs> so you know, like I don't know, you can you can read into that like what you will, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that but that, that is what happened. It seems so. like a pretty funny game. Like I'm checking it out right now, and he basically has as much damage as the enemy team combined. He had more than all of us combined on on our team. Yeah, Sam brings yeah. up a good oh. point. That is just good vision. I, I was gonna say <laughs> that. 
I think he was misplaying though. There were a couple times he would alt instead, yeah, of, instead of waiting I, two yeah. or three seconds to to yeah, get the pe saw. people on respawn. He was ulting when people uh, were about to spawn. Like that's if he's looking for player damage. Like I feel like that's kind of a misplay. Uh, Sino in the chat, the new jungler, of course, for Obey Alliance. God, he's, he's so dreamy. He says, "Can you he ask really Cat if he thinks they would have won if he was still in the SEC? <laughs> Do you guys um, think you would have been able to take down Locked and Goaded with Sino at the helm?" I still think we would have won, but I think they would have been by far our best competition. They were your closest and games, anyways, right? They were. They were the team that has always played us the closest throughout the year by a lot. Um, we didn't really struggle with anyone else. Um, but they were the they were the only team that really ever they were the only CC team that ever beat us actually because we we lost to Blue and the Loogies but we forfeit those games and right. we literally had never we had never played them the entire year they never scrimmed us I remember <laughs> after they made the roster change where they kicked Mollusk and they added Andy and Aqua and Aqua left our team I I, I messaged them and I was like hey can we uh can we scrim and then like <laughs> Gamma gave me like the weirdest half answer ever. And then I was just like, yeah, look, man, if you don't want to scrim us, just tell me. And then he just <laughs> he just said, all right, looks like we're not scrimming. And then we played them, and I never asked again. So we, I, we literally had never played Bluey and the Loogies all year. But they looked good. Like, they dumpstered China's team they that did. one week. They like, did. just demolished. But then, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Like, I feel like they weren't quite on their game when they played us. I, I don't know. Like, I think yeah, I think that team was definitely I think that team is definitely better than what they showed against us, but then it's just weird because we kind of dumpstered them, they dumpstered Sinus team, and then we would lose the Sinus team slash it'd be really close to Sinus team. It, it didn't really make sense. But yeah. It's a lot of dumpsters, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you. Yeah. Uh, Sino says you are wrong. Uh, that that they, they would have won. Baskin says the only reason that Sino's team ever beat us is because they tried so hard. <laughs> okay, that is true though. They did try so hard, dude. When we were playing against them, Baskin, fucking Sino's just running around with like full CDR mercs, splitting every single wave, alting down lanes and crap. It was just disgusting, dude. Full CDR mercs sounds potent. Dude, it actually was. It was so it annoying. We lost. God, late game, he was just Dude, running around. Dude, your one's on a four-second cooldown then, right? Or did, is it, was it nerfed to ten? Is it eight seconds or ten seconds know. now? It's like, it's one of those two. That's still a low cooldown, one way or the other. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, like, sign is the goat. That's that. And that is that. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping, again, B-L-U-E-CHEW.COM, promo code BLUEWIRE. Yeah, before we get into your SPL games here, Barra, uh, Obey get a win, and, and that's definitely one of the biggest storylines of the week. They, they finally break the streak, then not only do they get a, a game win, which they hadn't found up until that point, but they end up 2-1-ing Sanguine, who was like mm -hmm. number two or number one in the standings before that. How surprising was that to you guys? Do you, I mean, uh, it was crazy. I think Sanguine's draft, I think it was game one. Whichever game they had Raw. I don't know if they picked Raw again after that. Uh, I think that was game one. game one. I hated that draft. I thought that draft was abysmal. 
Like not only was the draft bad, but they played badly too. Dude, like they, they did not played really well. bad yeah. game one. They took some really terrible fights game one. Not I mean, to take away from Obey, by the crap. way, because yeah. there is a lot of teams that have had bad drafts and played badly against Obey and still won in 23 minutes. <laughs> like <laughs> we could call a spade a spade here, right? That the yeah. difference was clearly night and day. And I just think I think Sammy didn't play well. And I think Obey played really well, and I think Sino just carried. Nike jungle's like, OP, dude. If Gilly yeah, was onto the, something. The amount of room that Nike <laughs> yeah, jungle can make is just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it it okay. Bobby, <laughs> listen, man, you know I love you. But uh, it, but it was true, man. Like Sino's saying that he played the Nike jungle yeah. first and gifted it over to Gilly. Meerkat as the as the ranked it's machine. True. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Okay, it's true. All right. Although well, I will back. say Gilly was you know, maybe more fearsome. You know, that, that, wow. that's all I'll oh. say. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. I'll say. I was going to say like, that, like, oh, Sino, played it, Sino played it first, and then he gave it to Gilly. But uh, but Gilly really was just terrorizing rank for those three weeks. And it was it was something I've never seen. Mainly because, like, it was like, you got Gilly on Nike Jungle, and you're like, this is a dub. And then on, like, <laughs> nearly anything else, you're like, this is a loss. <laughs> Whereas with Sino, you have, like, expectations that he could play not Nike. Well, yeah. Gilly, it was just terrifying. Right, that's a good. You made out of the hole. That was good. Like it, like it changes your <laughs> expectations entirely. I think is a good way to put. Well, it. I thought I thought everyone on Obey played a lot better, actually. Yeah, um, oh yeah, for sure. I thought it was everyone, like, best set by far. Yeah, yeah, um, it was definitely Bobby's best set by a lot. By a um, lot. Wolfie looked really good. He played really well. Wolfie played really well. Uh, even it was probably Wowie's best set too. Agreed. Um, I, I thought Wowie looked a lot more comfortable. I feel like Wowie plays good basically every set. I have a lot of respect for Wowie. I think Wowie's pretty good too. Uh, I think when you're done with playing well, it's way better to play ADC or way easier. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, and better, but it it's just a whole like night and day of yeah. what you can do and how you can like step up in lane and do everything you want to do. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that too. Especially, I mean, I, I've I've scrimmed against Obey a lot, um, mm-hmm. and I always. I always thought Wowie was better than what I had seen him yet. After scrimming against him, I, was, I definitely came away and thought mm-hmm. he was a lot better than what I saw in the SPL. Yeah, um, he's, he's good, man. By the way, t- talking about like whether Sino or Gilly started the ranked uh, <laughs> made me think of one of the best ideas I've ever had. And maybe Prediction Esports wants a second pod, Smite podcast. Because, Barry, listen to this idea, right? It's a right. Smite ranked focused podcast. It's called uh, yeah. Bank Time. Okay. I was going to do this. Great <laughs> podcast name, number one. I forgot that. that number two, it goes over all of the, the weekly, like, hot picks <laughs> that you're seeing. Who's trending up? Who's inting in your ranked games? Who should you dodge? Jake. Smurf Jake. detector? Jake. Okay, Jake. Well, yeah, yeah. can we talk about that real quick? Jake, Jake has been hard inting. To okay, the point he, where there there is not an argument that he's not inting. <laughs> like, 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 like Coop yeah. might have to have a talk with him, man. Like, I, I like someone needs... Someone needs there to needs to be an intervention, down. bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> because before, before you could be like, oh, it's just Jake. Like, he's just not that good. Like, whatever. Nothing you can do. He's in the SPL now. Like, there's no excuse. You know he's a good player at this point. Like, there's Dude, there no excuse a, anymore. There was a game where Jake was... <laughs> Sino. Sino yeah, says he, he played... He oh, did the, do that. Yeah, yeah, Jake played Soul Eater Oboe Rat Support. Yep, it yep. went 1-20. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's uh, inting, man. There was a game where he was playing Guan Yu, and he was like, I don't know, like 1-17 or something. And mm-hmm. every time they... As one does. Anyways. Um, and every time... <laughs> every time he, uh, like, died, or every time, like, his team would, like, wipe them, and they could, like, push... Jake would just run into the Phoenix and auto attack it until he died. He did that like three mm. <laughs> And then there were, I was in a game with him. I was in a game with him one time and we we're just gonna start purple. And then he randomly starts spam pinging the enemy purple and goes attack. And I say no. So then what does Jake do? Well he, he's he attacked. Right. He's he attacking. has to attack at that point. He's attacking in the 1v2, dies instantly. And then he gets back in the lane, dies like three more times in four minutes. And it's just so he's just like eating shit every time he goes in the lane. <laughs> and it's just so obvious he's just like experimenting. Oh, right. We're we're gonna say yeah, yeah. experiment. We're Anyways, testing the limits. Right. Somehow, somehow Jake Jake was like two and like fifteen or something, and then somehow we win that game. 
and our Titan was like at 1,000 HP at one point. That's a dub for Jake. And it took like 45 minutes, and I was so miserable, and I didn't get to play the game. But I mean, <laughs> hey. Yeah, what's the deal, Barrow? Can you, uh, can you be our conduit here? Okay, so I think there was a leak in Jake's brain somewhere where all of the SPL knowledge we had been funneling in there <laughs> and kind of like just, you know, the, your decision-making changes, that leaked out somewhere. Right. Because he was <laughs> kind of doing the same thing in scrims for a while. And I was like, Jake, like, I think it was this week, actually, where like rank type started to come back and Jake was like, Barra. It was like level two, level three. He was like, you should dash in here into a whole wave. And he was like, I can go in afterwards. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I love how he wants <laughs> you to go in first. And yeah. He's going to go in afterwards. And he like that was what he told me when he first joined the team was like, you should dash in. And like, then I'll like almost silence the whatever ADC we're playing against their dash. <laughs> and I was like. You realize that I will take the full creep aggro of six minions. Uh-huh. My dash will be down. Right. The ADC will be pummeling me the entire time. I think I was like Shablonk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just dash in there. Well, I mean, he's going to be popping off if Dude, you get in there. Today, today, when he was playing Naja, the first couple, I was like... Oh baby! Like, are we gonna see? Are we gonna see one in seventeen, Jake at the SPL? Like, I was like, because he was he was lining up for it. Like those first six minutes, he was well on his way. All right, like, and 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 those plays were looking like what I'd seen in my rank games a bit. Like, not gonna lie, like I was I was thinking like, this might be it. This might be the this game be the I have one. been waiting for. I don't know. My my theory on Jake is he got like. He's had to deal with all this SPL stuff and like, mm-hmm. you know, like all this like trying really hard, trying all hard, and all this, all this crap. And I think it just got to him. I don't know. I think he. I think he needed a release. I think, I think yeah. he needed a release. And it, was, <laughs> and it was hardened thing at a Deppens Rink games. But, or there was a yeah. gas leak at the Renegades house. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing you could really do about that. You know, but he did oh, this week earlier against SSG and your set win against them, Barra. Mm-hmm. He. He hard. He literally insta won you the game on Shing Chen. That game. He what? was like popping off that game. Against SSG. Yeah, wasn't that against SSG? Wait, we won a game. I, don't, I think we got two over SSG. Did you? Oh, you I'm... did. You guys threw game two really hard. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> oh no! Fresh, I actually... oh. You, can, you can see like the blood dripping down, but like you just pour salt in it, dude. Oh it's no! Fine. Okay, I actually thought you guys won because you were playing so much better than them that game, and then you guys had that oh, yeah. one weird fight by tier one and, and left. Then you lost. And then you lost. Apology. Okay, wait. Can yeah. I say for myself, by the way, this week has been <laughs> insanely long. For me, with SCC games every day, I'm like sorry. A, a whole bunch of sets beforehand, <laughs> cut me a little bit of slack, chat. All right, talk about Smite a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes, My we brain. do have to talk about Smite a lot. All right, talk about Smite yourself, Barra, you Owen two guy. No, you're, you're just so talking many. about all my losses. <laughs> like, so doing. many teams to keep track of in this pro league of eight whole teams, and it's just like oh yeah. My. Listen, God, man. What's going on? Listen, dude. man. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, Jake hard carried a game <laughs> that you should have won. There, is that better? Probably not. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Um, so yeah, that last fight. Also, game one of that set. I guess we'll just talk about that set. Yeah. Um, game one. I literally got Argus off of cooldown. I had no idea what to do in any of the fights. I felt like I was on a different page than my team in most fights, and uh, Dario's really like flanking again, which I win the set knowing he was going to do. And for some reason, I still fell for it in, like, every fight. Like, Raffer and Nico would, like, take my attention. I would start shooting them, and I would get Argus and, like, Herowand or Heritude. And it was so annoying. So, like, game two, I was like, I'll go Cherno. I should be able to avoid, like, a lot of what Dardos was doing. And I think it worked decently well. And then we took that one really bad fight. We had EFG, and we knew we had, a, like, a general idea of them setting up a bait at the end of the game. And uh, Jake was calling to go on the Hera. So I ulted up and I was like, okay, Hera's going to be dead here. This should be a sick fight. Um, and then I flew down. I <laughs> <laughs> ulted my 1-2 or my turn of 1-2 combo. And then I missed it on Hera because I didn't shoot it far enough because I was like trying to rush the kill because I thought we were all inning and then like taking the fight afterwards. 
Um, then I got Athena taunted, I beadsed, and then actually I did a really good job there. I waited to beads until Hera casted. I dodged the two, dodged the Argus, went into the wall, and I was like, this team fight's over. Like, yeah, it's going to be so good. And then I flew out. I got all in by Ama with Thorns. I got dunked by the Athena ult. And then we had a kind of a bad new ult. Um, we no ulted before Kali blinked. And Kali blinked an all-in Vin. And then I think Kali killed Solo as well or something. And then Jake was fighting both, literally the entire team. But I'm pretty sure that was like a 1v1, like behind and like, another country right behind the whole team fight and we just threw because we took such a bad fight into a collie like collie was their win con and we played right into it like it was so stupid by us like yeah then then as dardes points out in the chat then had no actives either that fight so i feel like you just have to hold new wall the whole time right you can't you can never use it early and that was really frustrating because as we were leaving the base we were talking about Vin not having actives on think I think my Aegis was down for 20 or 30 at the time of the team fight taking place. And my beads were just coming back up uh, from a previous team fight as well in the beginning of that fight. And, uh, like, we called all in the Hera, and then she has Alma movement speed right next to her. Yep. And then Alma had a really good peeling ult. And her own and, three, which makes her super fast. Yeah, I don't think Lazarus was able to, like, get to the Hera at all that fight. So we were really just spread out, taking an awkward engagement, and then letting the Kali get the perfect fight, which... Like, that was the thing we were playing around the entire, literally the entire game. Like, was just, we can't lose to Kali. We can't lose to Kali. And then they picked Vin at blue buff as well earlier that, yeah, earlier that game. Oh, yeah. And Vin didn't have ult. And he said, like, I should have been with him, but I'm not sure that makes a difference if a Kali's blinking on you. They kill you both. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was like, that game was so free if we just didn't make stupid mistakes, I think. Because yeah. we were playing really well. And we just basically gave it to them, in my opinion. Like, we played into their win condition, which was just stupid by us. Like, like I think we lost the exact same way in the previous set as well against SSG. I'm pretty sure it was like a late game Collier, late game like yep. misplay. Yeah, I think it was. Then, yeah, it was just it was just bad by me. And then game one, I I just felt terrible about the entire game. Like, I could I think I did like eight thousand damage. You played Jingwei that one. game, right? Yeah, so I was like, I was pretty confident going into their fight because I could just crit the Argus and kill Argus while Argus tried to kill my teammates. But in reality, I was getting dropped to, I think I ulted out with like 60 health in three or four different fights. And as a Jingwei, you don't want to be doing that. And I was ulting out like the beginning of fights as well. Right. And I don't know if that was just poor positioning by me or lack of vision by us, but it was just kind of nonstop. Like every team fight, I I did like, Zero damage. I think it was like 300 to like 1,000 probably, which is a Jingwei with crit like that is just terrible. Like, yeah, Dardes was like kind of jamming Argus on your face every every team fight. And that like, that tends to happen whenever uh, whenever a mage gets on top of you as a backline. Yeah, I, I, I think I was just out of position. I'll take, I'll take like 75% responsibility for that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, both you guys uh, as ADC players now... Um, you know, this is a, a podcast called The Backliners. That's where all the cool players are is in the backline. Um, what, a, as ADCs, because I have a different perspective from, from a mid lane perspective, where mm-hmm. do you guys think that you should be spending the majority of your time in most team fights? Obviously, there's a million different scenarios. That's what makes MOBAs cool. But, like, if you had to describe mm-hmm. an ADC's job in a team fight, how would you do that? Do you want to go first, Meerkat, or you want me to? Is, I guess is, is I here? guess Meerkat doesn't want to go first. I don't know. I don't know where he went. My mic was muted. Which hey. is, uh, my experience has been um, is basically just attack who's in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. And I how we play. Um, I, I think it depends on the team and it depends on the comp. But how we play usually, it's just like if Baska and I just peel for each other. Well, if Baska and I peel for each other, and then like Gino or Haddix will or Mass, one of the three, just one of them just falls back with us. It feels like with the way we draft, we'll win every single team fight. Mm-hmm. So Baska and I basically will usually just sit around each other and I'll just attack the frontliner that's going on me usually. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. I I Your think job you could is be more aggressive. Jump on any grenade that comes near Baskin, right? <laughs> Kinda. I mean, <laughs> I definitely could be more aggressive in fights, I think. Like, I think there is, like, a role for that in ADC. But with how mm-hmm. we play um, and the comps we kind of draft, I think it's just 
you just kind of chill with how, you play how we play. Long, right? Yeah, we kind of pick it every game it's open. <laughs> and it's not really a oh. secret. So, yeah. Nice. It's a fun time. Uh, no. for we just pick we just pick like team fighting comps and then because we just we, I, I don't think an SCC, I mean, this could change in SPL, but in SCC, there's not high enough execution to actually punish you usually for picking bad early game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you, especially if you like watch how the teams play beforehand and then you can like ban specific things like with Andy's team, we just banned out Andy. And like, we knew that like a lot of teams, like the junglers just come to purple on respawn. And it was basically just like, if you don't die there, then Mascus gets really far ahead. And there was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff like that. That was really easy to beat. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. And, and X-Ball with like X-Ball and just team fighting is just sick. So, yeah. yeah, you guys like slam locked Gibalanke against Odin's support. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just like, I was like, I don't know. I was just like, well, it doesn't really matter if I die. <laughs> so, and that was exactly what happened. And you were right. <laughs> you died to Odin Cage a lot. Yeah. And it did not matter. I was just like, we'll still win team fights. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you agree with that, though, Barra? For the most part, it's, it's building and, and hitting. Just frontliners for the most part. That's that's most of the time your job. I would say like seventy five to eighty percent. Um, you're hitting frontline. I think in as an example, game three of our set against rival, my job was to not kill frontline. My job was to dive their backline with Nua ult and just try to kill the other run and the Huyi because they're relatively easy targets. So a lot of times I was. Kind of skipping the RDO subic because they're pretty hard targets for our backline to kill with Hachi and Nuwa because we kind of just double stun. If we don't kill them in the double stun, we lose because we're hard diving with that comp, obviously. Right. And a lot of times I was Hachi ulting through. There was one fight in mid, which I thought was going to go way better. I literally solo ulted Twig, and I thought the fight, like, in comms, that fight sounded like, yeah, I mean, you know, like, you just know what a one fight sounds like in comms. <laughs> and I was just happily, like, I was screaming Huyi jump was down. He jumped at goal. We saw him an award. And I was like, kill Huyi, kill Huyi, kill Huyi, like, for, like, three seconds straight as he runs, like, low side mid. And when Huyi jumped down, in my opinion, for, like, 12 seconds, he should just die. Right. So I rode my horse down the lane, dove twig under tower. Well, well not really, but I shot him with the ult and he died. And then we lost that fight, and I was like, what happened? Like, I thought, like, my teammates were going to kill the other run so much faster, and I thought that Huyi was going to die as well at the same time, but I guess we can't kill two targets. But, I don't know. In, in comms, it sounded like a free win, and then, in actuality, it just wasn't. I misplayed that fight really poorly, in my opinion, because I didn't play it, like, in the proper way. But it just depends on their front line if you can actually lock them down and kill them, or if you need to assist in your dive as well, or if you have a comp. Like, maybe you have Shablanc, Hachi, even Jingwei... Sometimes Sherno, like you can dive their back line and just make room for your front line as well. And it kind of just depends like what Meerkat said, like it depends on your draft, depends on their draft and what backline you have. Um, but like I said, 75 80% of the time, it's definitely just hitting their front line. But yeah, if it's gone like Sobek, you have to spend so much time trying to kill Sobek. It's so annoying. What's it's the like, point, dude? What's the point of it? It's kind of like... Kill him? It's like a tier as well. Like if they go the movement speed build, you need. They just pick Ganesh, I'm telling you, it's broken. We actually picked Ganesh every game and just farmed every single movement speed tier frontliner in the SCC games. It actually is really good against. Dude, you can you can watch those sets. Like we that that was like our comp. Like we were just like Aqua blinks in and then stands there like dummy because he's silenced the entire time. We we pick Ganesh in the frontliners every single game and they just got farmed. Yeah, so uh, who on our team can play Ganesh? Uh, yeah. Well, that's like a you problem. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Dude, I think that Ben could probably pull it out mid. Like, you know, get, just give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It clears well. I can't have to see Ben whip Ganesh mid in my rankings. Really, Kuzma mid V2. Awesome. <laughs> Gold border Kuzma mid coming out. Ben going, no, it's good. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, I actually believed him in, or believed in him in that pick. And uh, are you serious? Yeah. Did you ever scrim with that pick? You're trolling me. No, we didn't. Oh, thank God! I would have told you that was the. Unfortunately. Best. What do you mean, unfortunately? I mean, we can do it this week. We got like three or four or five days. For I don't even know what day we play. Great. We got some. We got some time to work on some picks. So Good uh, Lord, do not. That's... Maybe a little. A little nausea support with like a Ganesh Kuz mid, dude. You just nausea on the Ganesh ult. 
Dude, Naja Alt and Ganesh is, is OP together. I love I love yeah. that combo. Are there gods that you guys like love playing with? What what frontline gods did you do you love having on your team at like all times? I love I loved oh, having yeah. Athena on my team. Like in a competitive setting. I've ranted a lot about how oh. ranked it's awful and I never want to see it ever. In a competitive setting, I loved having an Athena on my team because I feel like I, it just made my job really, really easy. Kind of love Ganesh right now. Not kidding, dude. Nesher like, is sick. Like we, I don't like. He just, we just kill frontline with Ganesh. So easy. Yep. It just so easy. Uh, I don't know. That's why I love having Athena because you just kill frontline really easy. They just taunt them and you just like whirlpool crack in their tank and they die all the time. Yeah. Also, if Haddix is King Arthur, that's really nice because you kind of just win. Yeah. You get so much space. <laughs> Dude, his ASC, his average space created is actually insane. Like, on that pick. I don't know. He's He, he say, is crazy on that god. I would say, dis- wait, Discord is not a frontliner, but <laughs> I would say Ganesh and Kepri, I think, are my favorite. Kepri is fun. They just nonstop set up for me. They peel for me, they save me, and we kill frontline with both of those. And it's just, it feels so free. Okay. And it feels like frontliners just can't play into them. Now, I know Jake might not be a Ganesh player at heart, but I think I've got a sell that you can get for him, okay? Okay. Not many other Guardians can legitimately 100 to 0 squishies. You let him build upgraded Sunder. You let him try and one-shot people, okay? You tell him that if you're winning, he can buy Staff of Mirrodin, which is OP because you ult 3-3 someone and it one-shots them. It, I, I think that there might be a world where you can convince Jake to try it. Ooh, is he getting Sunder level 1 or level 12? Whatever There's it takes. There's no way Jake ever plays Ganesh. What do you mean? No he, you can run it down on that guy. I also for sure. I loved watching him play Fafnir into a Wheelix too. <laughs> oh, did you see his short jump? Yeah, that, we were, we <laughs> talked about that. We talked about how there's just no way he's ever gonna get pulled because Jake is one inch jumping every single time. So funny. that's actually so smart, dude. <laughs> it, it was just like an instant. It was a little scoot. <laughs> there's no way he was ever getting pulled, and he always did it. Like there was multiple times where I was pretty sure Jake like could have definitely died for that, mm-hmm. and he just he just did it, and then he didn't. So genius. Yeah. Genius. I mean, his Fafnir is actually just like... So, oh, let me turn my light on. His Fafnir is just so good. Sam says he had that. Did you have that, Sam? Did you ever pull him off one of the the mini... The I mini had ones? that pretty Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, Sam. All right. I don't think he did Bring that once. to land and I have that. <laughs> Dude, by the end of the game, Sam was like, screw using my ult for anything but just insane damage. And you... Uh, and he just like... That last fight where he triple killed you guys, he... Ulted and then blinked and one shot Ven like literally. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get to that fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, I think everyone but Jake misplayed in that fight. Honestly, I don't even know what Jake did in that fight. But he played. Talk about it. Like you got to get yeah. it there. I mean, come on. He, he. I mean, his Fafnir. I mean, he. His execution rate's pretty, pretty freaking high. Um, I went to Oni. Because I thought I could do Oni while my team distracted them at fire. And they probably knew I went to Oni. And I think Jake followed me to Oni. Because we were scared that they were going to do Oni with Huyi and Olo. Or Huyi or Olo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we saw all of them awards. Like right when I got to gold. And I was like, do you guys still want me to do Oni? I literally got like one yes, one no. And I'm like, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I shot it and I did like 2,000 damage. And then... I think Solo's Blink, Beads, and Ult got forced. And then I was like, oh no. As I run my way back to fire, and Jake's like right in front of me. And then they full commit to fire. Vin steps up, tries to three fire to steal it. And at the same time that happens, Sam one-shots Vin, and Vin dies without ulting. And then we Susano ulted, I think, to try to peel for Vin. Mm-hmm. And then we Susano ulted the Awelix 2, and I don't think he did any damage. I'm like 90% sure that's accurate. And then, so Solo's team fight was pretty much done when he got everything forced earlier. My team fight was literally me ulting into their back line, realizing that was a terrible idea because we weren't diving. And then shooting a Sobek and getting soloed by a Thorns, Nemi, and Sobek. 
and I Aegis is all, and I was like, oh, I can still win this. And then I literally just got solid. And they got EFG and won the game. Sounds and like you got outskilled like, there by fine. I mean, come on. God, he literally just walked to me, pressed all his buttons, pressed thorns, and then pressed all his buttons, gonna die. Well, Solo got picked before I thought you know started, which was really rough. Yeah, he, I uh, think he got like, he got plucked, and then he boosh beads it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yep. And then he had the alt, and that like he he just doesn't do anything after that. I'm pretty sure once that happens, we don't even contest, and I just do Oni, and then we call it to give that up. But yeah. Because I don't think we're ever winning a fight without Vamana ult into their backline. Like, yeah. they would have to misplay so, so hard for us to win that. And then they full committed to fire and got fired. I think there's an argument for me to stay in the pit next to Sobek and just try to two-fire or auto-attack fire to try to steal it. Well, they in there without that... fire, right? Like, the fire is irrelevant at that point. Yeah, it just depends on how many of my teammates are going to die. And if I give fire and, like, three of us live, there's... There's an argument for us, like to stay or to not lose at that exact moment. But either way, like once, so I'm pretty sure, like it's just so annoying because, like in a scrim, I'm pretty sure once Solo gets that many actives and his ult force, we just call it off. Right. Like in SPL, it's like we saw like four ults and Vin die without ulting, and then Susan ult. I'm pretty sure did zero damage, and my ult just hit their backline, and then my my fight was screwed. I don't even know what Jake did, but I mean, couldn't have misplayed it that hard, but. I don't know, like, I just feel like in a scrim, we'd probably just be like, no, we have to give this up. Barrett, just do Oni, and then we'll try to cut our losses. And I don't know. But then, then the same argument, like, their Siege is so good with Oleron ult. Like, I don't know. You give them EFG, and I'm pretty sure they just one-shot solo in fights because they do so much more damage. Right. I don't know. But you did have Spectral into Olo, and then with who you building crit as well. I don't know. It's... It's such a hard call to make, like, in the moment. Because like, if we steal that and get our new ult off and our Susan ult does damage to their backline, maybe. But without a mon ult, I don't know. That's a lot, that's a lot of things that have to go right in that moment. I, I, I just don't think you ever win that fight with solo can ult. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's such a key part of it. And even with solo's yeah. ult, man, they're double upgraded shell. Dude, that was really <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of cool to see. that they, were just, they didn't actually, like, try to kill him. They just... Shelled and ran, ran around him. in circles. They ran around for a very mm -hmm. long time. Dude, there was the one fight in, under Tier 1 Tower in mid where Solo was just pounding on Twig for, like, the entire max duration Vamana ult, and he never killed him. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. That is was that the time I Hachi ulted down the lane? Yeah, and then died. Yep, yep. 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 That fight should have been good, for sure. I, I agree with the comms. In comms, it sounded so free. It sounded I good. I thought... And that's just, like, so annoying because, like, you don't see the, the entire fight because you see the fight happening in a certain way, like, in your brain and comms. Like, comms can influence you a lot for how, like, your decision-making. Because if like, everyone's getting excited and, like, you, I don't know, they're, like, yelling targets, like, you know the fight's good. Yeah. And you know, like, you're most likely you're going to win the fight. That is and the then... most awkward silence ever, right? When you're like, oh, kill this guy. Oh, kill this guy. Oh, kill this guy. And then everyone's dead and you're like, so how didn't we win that? Like, that conversation yeah. always sucks. And I actually, there was one fight I played really well at the red buff. At their red buff, I hot ulted into their backline, double stunned their backline. I'm pretty sure I got both their beads. And then me and Sam did like an awkward like 30 second dance of like, you jump in, no, you dash it. And then Solo came over and killed him. And I thought after that fight, I'm pretty sure we were going to win the game. Yeah. And then we didn't. So that. That's unfortunate. That's a, but... that's a bit unlucky, dog. Hey, that, that's the way. It, sometimes they don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. Um, before we wrap up this week's podcast, uh, I've been thinking that I really miss sports, like a lot. <laughs> um, and I miss watching them quite a bit. And it had me thinking about my favorite athletes of all time uh, from traditional sports. But I also think that it's a, a good conversation to have our, our favorite esports athletes of all time. Doesn't necessarily have to be from Smite. Um, so do either of you guys have a, a particular athlete from any sport or from, from a different eSport that, that you always liked watching? Uh, as a kid, actually, I really wanted to be a baseball player. And so I watched a little bit of baseball as a kid and Chipper Jones for the Atlanta Braves. You are such a Georgia boy, dude. Loving Chipper yeah. Jones. Come on, son. Yeah. I he don't know why. Though. I was just his biggest fan for a while. And then in second grade, I played baseball. We lost every game and I never played baseball again. 
Dude, Barrett, we gotta get you gotta get you back on it. I've been saying that since SPL pros, pros moved to Atlanta, I want to join like a rec league softball league with with all the white boys. That'd be yeah, I can't so wait to watch that. Fun. <laughs> How fun would that be? That would be awesome. Sino says Jokic, which I imagine we'll hear again soon, uh, soon enough. But Chipper yeah, Jones was I, really good for sure. My favorite athlete. I didn't really have like any that was a huge fan. Like I liked them when I was kids and I was a huge fans of them. But I don't know if there was one that was like a favorite one that like stayed the test of time. But like my current one, and probably will be my my probably one of my most favorite athletes for a really long time because I don't I don't think he'll leave the Nuggets. Would be uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I knew this was coming. Uh, if you guys don't know, Nikola Jokic is this like seven foot one million ogre yeah. european ogre <laughs> okay who plays center a, for the denver nuggets that's rude. no that's one has ever been less coordinated as a professional athlete and he's yeah, but insanely he's also good goat. He's, he's insanely so good. good like he's so good dude. i i don't i hate watching him play the game dude i can't stand it he's, <laughs> he's the best he like, tra- he like trips and like time. throws the ball and it just happens to go in the hoop all the time i hate what yeah, he has goat, the dude. ugliest game i've ever seen by far and it's so effective and it tilts me I, I just get mad every time beer cat will be posting Jokic highlights in our team in our in our group chat <laughs> and i just rage dude i rage i hate it i don't know I don't know. Jokic is a sick passer. He's really good at scoring too. It's true. And You're his right. clunkiness makes him lovable. His clunkiness makes he trips and pukes his way to the All Star game every single yeah, year. I mean, he's not puking, you know. He, in his mouth, he, he is. Trip. You can tell. You can tell he's okay. throwing up in his mouth yeah. and then swallowing. I, I think he has something more personal here than uh, you know, my favorite favorite athlete of all time. Definitely Ken Griffey Jr. I was also I've been a huge baseball fan my whole life, um, <clears throat> but. Ken Griffey Jr. was the best. Ken Griffey Jr. baseball in the N64, one of the best baseball games of all time. Uh, he was OP in that game, as was his teammate Edgar Martinez. Uh, but yeah, Ken Griffey's my favorite athlete. Um, but I, uh, Sidney Crosby is probably my other favorite current athlete, but that should be expected as a, as a guy from Pittsburgh who likes hockey. Um, how about how about esports athletes for you guys real quick? Uh, I'd say for me, um, I grew up... It, COD was my favorite esport um, when I first started watching competitive uh, esports, and uh, and of course I had to be an optic fanboy. Loved uh, love Nade Shot, love Scumpy, um, mm-hmm. but but probably Nade would be my favorite esports athlete of all time. I would say Ogre Two or Double Lift. I was gonna say for sure you were gonna say a Halo guy. Yeah, Ogre Two just the things he did just blew my mind. He was so like, good, dude like his mechanics back then in halo ce and halo 2 were just tears above everyone else and just watching them play just I, i'm just a big halo guy and then as of like last like three or four years probably double lift um probably a few counter-strike guys here and there yeah uh, i was a really big fan of cold zera and fallen but that was fallen is I think sick, that was when I was on LG and like I watched a lot of CSGO. Now I don't watch that much anymore. Um, but I think Double Up just kind of like over that whole span was just, I'm always just a big Double Up fan. How do you think he's going to do on TSM? You think he's going to pop there? <sighs> Probably not. <laughs> 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 like, I feel like TSM is always that team where it's just like, they should be really good. And then it's just like Bjergsen's like carry project. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Bjergsen's get my so help up. For North America, that's, ever that's probably league. that's probably a good call. <laughs> Mirky, how about you? What you got? Who's your favorite? East um, guy? I don't know if I have one that really leaps out to me, but I'd probably say I I I watch esports artists swipe. I didn't get that involved in rooting for teams. Yeah. Um, but I always did root for Skadoodle because he always made me laugh. And uh, yeah, it was just so awkward. It was funny. And then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. In Smite, I definitely have like players that I've always enjoyed watching too. But yeah. like aggro. Um... No. <laughs> no. No. What? Okay. Right. Right. Dragon Story One. Um... Oh. Okay. He is that kid is a legend. I gotta say, I love him. We need to have a whole Not podcast really. dedicated to, to Dragon Story and all. He all he trash talked my Loki. 
which was oh that is wow that is yeah, disrespectful really for sure now it's a really funny clip he's like yeah t souls is a good loki professor loki is a good loki <laughs> and he then that he's weird like thing with his mouth yeah yeah he, he did that it was weird okay. and then he was like and then he was like and meerkat and then he's like well Ooh. i don't know about meerkat I landed against him on Baron one time, and I wasn't impressed. <laughs> well, wow. Meerkat, I will mm-hmm. say you have the best. You had the best battle, Loki, for sure. Thank you, thank you. That means a lot coming from Ryan Agro Bailey. You were getting in there, <laughs> one way or the other. Um, I, I do think that the, the Bank Time Ranked podcast is a good idea. Smurf Detector mm-hmm. every week. Who we think? Yeah, I don't want to out Smurf the, though. You know, like that could be bad. Yeah, but Meerkat might be too deep in that community yeah I, it's kind of sure. like he's it's kind of like thing. having like uh like i don't know i feel like like i'm part of like this like kind of smurf kind of underground or mm-hmm. like not really underground but it's kind of like some, say? It, it's like it's like a guy making like a mafia podcast about the mafia and then publicizing all the bad deeds of the mafia and it's <laughs> like sounds, well i don't know if i don't want right? to do that too yeah but then like all of his boys get screwed over it's like i don't know if i want to <laughs> do that you know like Hey. But at the same time, it would be a good podcast, and um, maybe I'll do it. But I am pretty lazy, so if Agro maybe wants to do it, you know, like it. So, yeah. yeah, I uh, I definitely have a lot of uh, free time that I want to do that with. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll be sure to get right on that. Uh, thanks okay, everybody man, for watching, Meerkat. Thanks <laughs> thanks for joining and, and trolling us with not watching any movies, which is still absolutely. I've never seen a movie in my life. <laughs> yeah, the intro to this podcast was a mess. It was really bad. Maybe we have everyone cut that out. We'll fix it in post for sure. Uh, make sure you guys are following uh, at Prediction on Twitter and everything like that. Also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts where you can find us. Um, give us a good rating. Uh, Meerkat will watch a movie for every five-star rating you guys give us. Um, That's not true. So make sure you do that. That's going to be very, very important. And, uh, and check us out next week where we're back at the exact same time, 8 p.m. on Sunday on twitch.tv slash prediction esports. Thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.